Welcome to our live experience, the online teaching ministry of Pastor Pascal Ngui. Pastor Pascal is the senior pastor of our live Bible church, a vibrant and growing church with branches across South Africa. Pastor Pascal teaches the word of God with accuracy and power, always leaving his audience empowered, challenged, and ready for change. As you listen, get ready to be blessed by the Holy Spirit. Now, Let's join the message already in progress. I want to continue this morning with the series we started last Sunday. Bold as a lion, part two. I believe that God wants to do a work in our lives. You see, I've been preaching the word of the Lord for a number of years now. And you know, when you are doing something, one of the questions you always ask yourself is, how can I get better results? How can I get people step into God's plans better and quicker? What is holding the people? After hearing this and this and this and this, what's holding them? How come they are still struggling? Those are the questions you ask yourself. If you are a pastor, if you are a shepherd, if God has called you to serve his people, you will be concerned about their progress. You will want to see them do well if you really have a heart for God and for the people. And you will be interested in knowing what could be the hurdles, the obstacles, the things that are causing them to not become all that you are teaching them. And it's in one of those sessions where I'm, I'm seeking the Lord and trying to understand how can I move the people God has given me into their promised land. And as I'm doing that, I realize by the Spirit of the Lord, there is an obstacle. There is an obstacle that is stopping God's people. Despite the fact that they have the promises, they have the principles, they have the prophecies, they are still unable to inherit the promised land. And what is causing that is exactly what stopped a big chunk of God's people, the Israelites, from entering the promised land. Fear. The Bible says that Moses sent 12 spies to go and spy the land. When they returned, 10 of them had a fearful report. They said, we cannot go in that land. After 40 years of moving in the desert, after 430 years in Egypt, we cannot enter this land. After seeing the 10 plagues, after seeing the opening of the Red Sea, after eating manna for 40 years without fail, after wearing clothes that were never wearing out, after all those things that God had done, they are now in front of the land. They have entered the land. They found a few obstacles in the land. And because of that, they are saying, we cannot enter. And I want to remind you of what God told Joshua when Joshua now needed to take the people in the land. Joshua, God told Joshua something very simple. God told him, number one, be strong. Number two, be courageous. That word courageous is the same word bold. It's the same word. Literally, God was saying to Joshua, be strong and bold. 
I know I promise you a land that flows with milk and honey. I know I promise you a great, great blessing. But that blessing is coming with challenges. But you have to be strong. He was not talking about physical strength. Because if you talk about physical strength, it means Joshua needed a gym to go and start gymming. Or a personal trainer. He was talking about inner strength. And courage is, you know, the lack of courage, the lack of boldness is one of the major reasons why you will stay at your promised land. You might even taste your promise. You might even, you know, you might even smell what your promised land smells like. But you might never enter it. And it's quite interesting that they said we saw ourselves as grasshoppers. And that is how they saw us, as grasshoppers. Do you know what is interesting about grasshoppers? Grasshoppers will hope on grapes. They will eat the leaves of the vine. They can eat every single leaf on that vine. But they won't eat the grapes. Grasshoppers eat leaves. They don't eat the main thing. So it was quite interesting that that's how these guys saw themselves. We can go through this whole journey. We can do all these things that we need to do. I can go and photocopy my CVs. I can go and get a lot of things in order. But when it's time to eat the grapes, I will tiptoe around the grapes. I will eat the leaves. I will do a lot of things that show that I'm interested. But I will not do the main thing. Grasshoppers don't eat grapes. They eat the leaves, but they don't eat the grapes. And so it's interesting that that's how these 10 guys saw themselves. They saw themselves as grasshoppers who could not enter the land. So listen carefully today as I teach because we need to deal with that grasshopper spirit in the name of Jesus. Let's come to our foundational scripture, Proverbs 28 verse 1. The Bible says, The wicked flee, though no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. What is boldness? I gave you definitions last week. Quickly resuming it for you. Boldness is confidence. Boldness is courage. That's what it is. So I can literally say, the righteous are bold or are courageous as lions. The righteous are brave as lions. The righteous are confident as lions. The righteous have a high self-esteem as lions. Because when you have done all your journey, when you have done everything, you are now faced with your grapes. It's not power we need at that level. It's courage. It's courage. When you have done all the rehearsals for years in your room and nobody was watching you, you've learned all the steps. 
You've mastered your, your trade. Now you are given five minutes on a stage. At that time, it's not a re- rehearsal that you don't need more rehearsal. You've done a lot of rehearsals. You don't need new clothes. The ones you are wearing are fine. What you need at that level is courage. It's boldness to do what you have to do. And usually that's the breaking point. It is at that point that many people can continue. Not that they don't have what it takes. Not that they haven't paid the price. They've done all those things. They are left with just one step to cross over to what they are fighting for. But what is needed is courage. It's boldness. It's boldness. So it intrigues me to know what led these guys to go through all these sufferings, all these pains, and to be in front of their blessing and to still miss it. This morning I'm going to teach on healing from a broken spirit. Healing from a broken spirit. Next week, I'm going to teach you on healing from a bitter life. Don't miss it as well. But listen carefully today to what can cause you to not be bold. Even though you've done everything you are supposed to do. Healing from a broken spirit. Unknown to these guys, they had a broken spirit. They had a spirit that was affected. Proverbs 17 verse 22, the Bible says, a merry heart does good like medicine. But a broken spirit dries the bones. A broken spirit dries the bones. I hope you realize that it is your bones that allow you to stand strong. If I remove your bones from your body, you will still have muscles, but you will not be able to stand. You will not be able to lift your hand because it is the bony structure in you that allows for stability. So when something is drying the bones in you, what that is doing is that it is causing you to never be able to stand. Either to stand out, or to stand tall, or to become anything. You will have all the other components, but if you don't have the bones, if the bones are dry, it means they're going to break. And if your bones are broken, it means you can't walk. I'm sure you've seen somebody that broke a, a, a leg. Actually, they didn't broke the flesh, they broke the bone. And because the bone was broken, it affected their walk for months. I'm sure you've seen somebody breaking the hand. We usually say you broke the hand, but it's not the hand that broke. It's the bones in the hand that broke. And because of that, they can't use the hand sometimes for six months. Imagine what happens when all your bones are dry. The bones on your legs, bones on your hands, bones on your back, everything is dry. 
when things are dry, they break. And when they are broken, you can't use them. The Bible says, a broken spirit dries the bones. Something happens to your spirit that affects your physical life. Something is going on in your spirit that has the capacity of affecting your physical life. Your bones are things we can see. We can't see your spirit. Listen carefully. Now, what I'm trying to say, you see, a broken spirit is also a crushed spirit or a wounded spirit. Now, this is interesting because, you see, uh, uh, what we're talking about this morning is the effect of emotional wounds to your life. These emotional burdens, these emotional wounds that we carry, they have the capacity of causing more damage than the physical wounds to us. Praise the Lord. And I, I want to say quickly here, a righteous person you know, that is bold as a lion, but a righteous person with a broken spirit is like a lion that cannot roar. If, if there is such, such a thing. Like, you see, you can see a big lion, but he can't roar. Or there are no claws in the, in the legs. You look like it, but you cannot do it. A person with a broken spirit is controlled by fear. A person with a broken spirit avoids confrontation. These are signs to know, because you might not know, do I have a broken spirit? You know, you always controlled by fear. Everything you do, you think more about the problem than the solution. Like, fear controls you. You make fear-based decisions. This person avoids confrontation. They avoid anything that can position them in a place where they have to ask questions, difficult questions. A person with a broken spirit puts things under the carpet all the time. Person with a broken spirit hides their feelings and their hurts. A person with a broken spirit pretends about everything. You never know what you are dealing with or who you are dealing with. They pretend. They pretend that they are happy. They pretend that everything is fine. A broken spirit. The person with a broken spirit is obsessed with success. They are not obsessed with success because they want to succeed. They want to prove a point. It's a result of internalized problems that are not dealt with, that they are actually expressing to. And these people, they usually, they end up working very hard and they work a lot. They are workaholics. And you might think that they are working hard because they really love work. No, 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 no. They have deeper problems. There are deeper problems than that. A person with a broken spirit sometimes is also obsessed with perfection. Like, you find out that this person, he cannot tolerate even a slight mistake in anything. 
It's not about the thing. It's about his reputation. It's about the fact that he, he wants to give a certain image. She wants to portray a certain image. These are people that end up in a lot of debt for the sake of showing off something. Usually it's a broken spirit. The spirit is broken and they use all these things to try to patch up. An obsession for perfection that will lead them to beat their child as if the child was a dog. Because the child came with marks that are not reflecting what they want. It goes beyond the desire to see your child succeed. It's something else. It's something else. A person with a broken spirit struggles with eating disorders. A lot of the time, the, the, you see the people, they eat funny stuff and they eat at funny times, at funny hours, and they have funny cravings. All those things. It's because, listen, it's because you are not aware of what is actually the problem. There is, there is something in you There is something in you that is calling for attention. And that thing, because you are unable to notice what it is, you are trying to solve it by doing all these other things that we are talking about here. A person with a broken spirit struggles with sexual addictions. I'm sure you saw that one coming, because the way I'm coming down like this, you could see yourself that just now, it's going to hit it. No, I'm sure if you have about four or five of these things that I've already mentioned, no matter how nice you are looking, no matter how nice you want to show, there's something that is broken inside. And we call it a broken spirit. And this thing, we see how it responds when you are faced with a challenge. Then you see that your beauty, that your whatever, glamour, it all disappears. It can't stand. A person with a broken spirit struggles with depression. Constantly, they are, these are people that are deep in their thoughts. They think too much, too long about too many things. They are always blaming others. And these are people that are oversensitive. They are oversensitive. When you are around a person with a broken spirit, you are working on eggshells all the time. You must be careful what you say. And even what you don't say. Everything is important to them. What you say and what you don't say is all important. Sometimes you are brought under judgment for what you didn't say. And other times you are brought under judgment for what you said. So you don't know sometimes whether you should say or you shouldn't say. When they ask you a question, you don't know whether you should say A or B. If you say A, there's a problem. If you say B, there's a problem. is not either A or B. The problem is the C in the heart. You can never
never succeed in any argument with a person with a broken spirit. If the saints were succeeding in the argument, they, they reduce the speed and they fall into depression. And they start making you feel bad that what, like, it, it becomes like you made, you're making them feel bad even if the problem was not feeling bad or feeling good. But because you are not succeeding in the argument, they change gears. They start blackmailing you emotionally. I wonder this morning, do I have a broken spirit and I don't know? Could it be that I've been moving around and I don't understand myself? I don't understand myself. I don't understand what's going on with me. Let me give you those things again. Number one, controlled by fear. Number two, you avoid confrontations. Number three, you put things under carpets. You've been carrying issues for years. These are people that usually carry a lot of bitterness and anger and unforgiveness. Because they never get a chance, they never address the issue. You will live with them, they are hating you, or they are struggling with you, they are not happy with certain things you did, but they can never say. They put on that carpet. Number four, they hide their hurts and their pains. Because they know if they allow, if they become vulnerable, you will start poking deeper and you will know what is going on inside them. So they usually cry at night. They cry when you don't know. They struggle. They do funny things. They pretend that about everything. They pretend a lot. Number five, number six, they are obsessed with success. But it's not, like I said to you, it's not like they really want to succeed. There's something else that is leading them. Seven, they are obsessed with perfection. They buy expensive things. They want to look sharp every time. Even when they are going to the toilet, they must look sharp. The way, the way they roll the toilet paper, they check the, the, the meters. They struggle with eating disorder. You find them addicted to this, addicted to that, struggling with this. They are just having funny stuff. Hmm? They struggle with sex addiction. Some of them are into pornography, into masturbation, all kinds of sexual problems. Yeah. They are into a lot of things. But when they come out of the house in the morning, they look sharp. You can never know what's going on. You don't know that this person is addicted to all kinds of things. God wants to help you this morning. God wants to set you free. God wants to heal us from a broken spirit. A broken spirit. A broken spirit. A broken spirit. Maybe you didn't know the name of the condition that you are carrying around. It's called a broken spirit. And the Bible says a broken spirit dries the bones. It dries your bones. It dries your bones. And of course, I said to you, last one, the struggle with depression. But where is this thing coming from? How did it start? Because nobody is born with a broken spirit. When a child is born, the child is okay. 
The day you were born, we celebrated. Even though you cried a little bit, it's because you didn't know where you landed. But after a while, you adjusted yourself. You, you were fine. You were all okay. So when did this thing start? I tried to study it to understand where, how does the spirit get broken? What breaks the spirit of a person? And how does that happen? I discovered every spirit is broken during your childhood. That is where it happens. You see, the Bible says in Proverbs 26, 22 verse 6, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. It's a principle, it's a law. You see, and this law does not, I'm sure you realize that people are not just trained to do good things. People are also trained to do evil things. And the training is done when they are children. When Satan wants a child to become an alcoholic, a, a person to become an alcoholic, he has to start the training a bit earlier. And when that person grows up in that training, the Bible says when he is old, he will not change. He, he will stick with the training. Satan understands this law better than you and me. We, when we see a child, we say, oh no, she is a child. Ah no, he is a child. So you never really train this child. You never really teach this child because you feel he is just a child. But yet, the Bible, I mean, when I look at every problem, every single person you see in prison today, if they open up to you, you will notice that the reason why they are in prison today is because of something that happened when they were five, when they were three, when they were six. Those things get placed in them at that age. And when they grow up, the Bible says he does not depart from it. He goes out of jail, he's in and out of jail all the time. He cannot change easily. Because the training was well done. Listen to me. When a tree is small, I'm sure you realize you can give it any direction you want. You can bend it to the right and it will grow that way. You can bend it to the left, it will grow that way. Any shape you want the tree to have, sometimes we have trees, when it's small, you can even tie it up. And it will take that shape, it will have a bit of a pot belly somewhere there, because of the knot you made. It will keep that mark all its life. That thing, that knot you made when it was small, it will carry that scar for the rest of its life. You can never come back and untie that knot when it is big. It is like that. So the same principle applies to your spirit and my spirit. When Satan wants to break your spirit, he does not wait when you are big. Because when you are big, he cannot touch you anymore. Just like when a tree has become big, you cannot go and try to tie it up. It will break you. But when it is small, it is malleable. When it is small, it is teachable. When it is small, it is vulnerable. That's why most of the things that you are struggling with today, if you check well, they happen to you when you are a bit younger. Train up a child 
Matthew 9 verse 17. The Bible says, So Jesus asked his father, How long has this been happening to this child? The father said, From childhood. This was a child, a demon spirit was trying to throw in the fire, tried to throw in the water. Oh, like the demon spirit, the Bible says, the demon spirit wanted to destroy the boy. And the father brought the son to Jesus so Jesus can pray for the child. Now Jesus was intrigued. He asked, when, when did this thing start? And the man gave the revelation from childhood. Demon spirit starts working on your case and my case from childhood. From childhood, things start being placed in you. One of those things that kill your raw, break your spirit, childhood hardship, poverty, growing up and there's nothing. Poverty, lack. You see, when you grow up in that environment, you think it's okay because that's all you know. But unknown to you, your spirit is being trained and broken to certain realities. So later you become unable to chase certain things. Unless you are retrained, you might never attempt any type of dreams. Unless your mind is renewed by the word of God and certain trainings, you will never attempt certain things. Just because you grew up with hardship, poverty. Sometimes that is the breeding ground to become great. But that is when you have encountered somebody who challenges you to see that those things were just there to train you. Many times those things break people and they destroy them. Number two, a dysfunctional family. A family where there's no father or there's no mother. You grow up and you think it's okay, but it's not okay. You see, something is missing. And that thing that is missing has the capacity of breaking your spirit. A dysfunctional home. A dysfunctional home. How many destinies have been destroyed today because daddy was not there? Or because mommy was working too much? Nobody is at home. I come from school and my own father and my own mother. That thing breaks your spirit. Or sometimes the loss of a father that you've seen your father dying. That thing can destroy you if nobody helps you. You see your mother dead. That thing can leave a scar in your heart. That will cause your reality in this life to not, to not be like everybody else. But as I minister this morning, the Holy Spirit is going to bring healing to somebody's spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Number three, verbal abuse. Verbal abuse. Many of us, I cannot even count one person that at some stage in your development, you were not insulted. 
are at some stage in your development, you are not given a certain funny nickname. You know those funny nicknames that were given because of something that was wrong with us at some stage in your life? Mercy. And people will be calling you that thing and they will be laughing, mocking, and not knowing the effect it is having on you at that particular time. All these nicknames that we, we, we grew up knowing that this is what people are calling me. Especially in school. Especially in school. And you never knew that that thing was setting you up for a broken spirit in your future. That those things that used to happen in the classroom will reshape your life. If you can check my complexion, I'm a bit darker in skin. I cannot tell you the traumatizing events that my life endured in school because of a skin God gave me. I was called a blackboard. I, I was called, I mean, charcoal. I was called all kinds of things. You, you can laugh at my calling because I'm the one telling you today. Only God knows what you were called. What of parents that will insult you? Your own father, useless boy, stupid child. Your mother will call you prostitute. Everybody is sleeping with you in this compound. Those words, when there's an argument in the house, and those words are coming, they are knives. They are cutting. They are destroying your life. Years after those things have passed, you are still living in those realities. You are still struggling with those realities. Physical abuse, violence in the house. Your father is fighting your mother. Or your father beats you. Some of us were beaten as if we were thieves in the house. Every time your father is drunk, you become his training ground for his boxing matches. Or your brother beating you. Your sister beating you with a lot of bitterness and anger. Anything that happens to them, they come and finish you with it. Physical abuse right in the house. I tell you, we've gone through it. Emotional abuse. You are accused of things you haven't done. Sexual abuse. This has killed so many, especially in this time and age. It's rare to find a girl that was not raped. Even the way you have become quiet, it shows me. Today, if bo even boys get raped, and they get raped by family members, uncles and aunties and tants. 
and you can't speak. You have to carry this thing in the house. So it are, there's sexual abuse, there's emotional abuse, and if you try to speak, there's verbal abuse as well. There's all kinds of abuses. And all of these things, you know what they're doing? They're breaking your spirit. They're breaking your spirit. If we do a study of, you enter any class in South Africa. I'm just using South Africa because we are in South Africa. Any class you enter, any school you enter a class, you ask any girl in that class to tell you the truth. She will tell you at some stage in my life, somebody abused me sexually. Very rare are the cases where that never happened. We move around quiet. But the truth is, we are carrying sexual abuse in us. And even though we don't want to admit it, it is affecting our behavior. It is affecting our view of life. There are young boys that were sodomized by their their brothers and their cousins, all kinds of things. Those things happened in the house, in at night, when it was raining, when those, like, all kinds of things were happening. When the parents went away, you know those things happened. You've never told anybody. And today, you are carrying a broken spirit. You can't tell anybody. You're just dysfunctional. Anything you try to do, do you understand? This ugly self rises and destroys it. Healing from a broken spirit. Healing. Healing. I came to tell you, we don't need to carry this for the rest of our lives. You don't need to live like this. There's healing for a broken spirit. There's healing. There's healing. What about bullying in school? Like I was talking earlier, there's bu- a lot of bullying in school. Hmm? If you're the type of child that we on yourself, you know, I can't imagine the type of trauma you had. Because sometimes you will come to the class and really you are smelling wee-wee. The type of attacks that you will get from people. You are big today, but it's just a big body. You are still that small girl that they were laughing at in the school for wee-wee. You are still that small boy that people were laughing at that your breath is smelling. You don't brush your teeth and your armpits are smelling. Your clothes are always dirty. Those things haven't left. You are still that person. Let's talk about deformities in your body. Things that are not like others. And these deformities, maybe you feel you are too tall, you are too short, 
you are too fat, you are too thin. All those deformities play a role and people will capitalize on that on you. And I tell you, they'll torment your life. And each attack is designed to break your spirit. And Satan has his prophets. There's a boy in the class. He has made you his project. He goes to school for you. There's a small group in the class. They are there for you. When you enter, they find their purpose in life. You are the object of their, they torment you day and night. You see many children hate going to school and you might think it's because they hate school. No, they don't hate school. They hate what is going on in the class. There's something going on in the class. And I would like to challenge you today. Maybe you are watching and you are going through stages of being bullied at school. You need to talk about it. You need to tell somebody about it before it breaks your spirit completely. Bullying. And because of these deformities and because of this and that. I mean, imagine people insulting me because my skin is dark. Did I invent myself? Did I create myself? God created me like this. And then later I discovered that I've got one of the most beautiful skins. I, in fact, when, when I look at, when I look at this, it is jealousy. Jealousy. Those people that are laughing at you is jealousy. Nothing else. They are jealous that God has protected you so nicely. You understand? And let me tell you something. Maybe you were poor growing up. You're not going to remain poor. This God is going to change your story. He's going to change your life. I came to tell you things are going to change. Just because of this message, Many things are already breaking as I'm preaching right now. They are breaking. They are breaking from your life. They are breaking from your life. Number nine, over control. We've had parents that are over controlling, over protecting. And that over protection is breaking the spirit of people. You want to step up. Hey, don't go. Come back inside here. You, you lose, you lose yourself. Because you are surrounded with Hitler on your right, uh, 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 Stalin on your left. I mean, you are surrounded with all these prison wardens. You cannot make a move. You come five minutes later than the time you said you were going to come. You have to sit and account for those five minutes. Over controlling. Over protecting. And you know what it does? It breaks the spirit of the person. The person becomes useless. The person becomes useless. And lastly, rejection. Rejection. Ooh. Even as I mentioned that word, my you know, I just ooh, ooh. Ooh. my lord, rejection. If there is a thing that hurts in this life, if there is a thing that hurts in this life, 
that Satan uses more than anything else is rejection. And you start feeling your mother loves your sister more than you. It starts in the house. You start feeling the rejection. I'm not accepted here. I don't belong here. It starts eating you up. It starts eating you up. If you could count the rice grains that are in your sister's pot or her plate. Because every time they serve you food and they serve her food, something tells you, no, you know what? Her plate, her plate has a bigger mountain than my plate. And the only way to settle this matter, we need to count the grains of rice. My dad loves my brother more than me. It starts at home. Once it is well settled in your heart at home, it starts following you everywhere. When you get in the class, you just realize you never fit anywhere. This group doesn't want you. And that group wants you for two days and then they reject you. And then the other group is talking about you. You are more and more isolated. And you become a prey. For any Tom and Jerry that shows a little interest in you. You are set up for that oppressor. Because I get it, he's the only one who saw you. She is the only one who recognized and acknowledged you. So you are rewarding them by being with them no matter the torture, no matter the abuse, you stay. Because at the end of the day, they are the only one who gave you a chance. So rejection usually leads to abuse. And the person being abused doesn't seem to know what to do. It seems like they can't help themselves. Painful these things, I tell you. Genesis 29, 29 verse 31, the Bible says, When the Lord saw that Leah was not laughed, even God saw it. Imagine when God is the one who sees something. When the Lord saw that Leah was not laughed, Leah was given to Jacob in the night in the place of Rachel. Jacob loved Rachel. He didn't love Leah. She's the firstborn. He never saw her. Have you ever noticed something? When somebody comes, it's like you're not on the table. They start talking to another person. They don't even greet you. It's like you don't exist. They just pass you straight. I mean, Leah is there. She came before but this guy comes, passes her straight, goes to the small girl. And the Bible says when he saw Leah, he started crying. No, he, he kissed her. 
after kissing her, he started crying. That's how he won her heart. And the father said, no, you want to bring problems in my house. He let, her, he let him pay Lobola for Rachel. And then he made him drunk. In the night, he brought Leah. So, Jacob slept with Leah, thinking he was sleeping with Rachel. When he woke up in the morning, and the Bible says that Leah had weak eyes. So Leah cannot look straight. When she looks, her eyes go like, you know those people, their eyes, that was, that was a deformity. She cannot look at something straight. These are people, this, <laughs> these people, when you are talking to them, you don't know how to talk because you are trying to talk, but at the same time, you are asking yourself, what's happening? Well, like, Mercy. So this man wakes up in the morning and he looks. Hey, what is this? What are all this? What's going on here? And it's, it's Leah. She's trying to say, Good morning, honey. But he said, What is good about the morning? Who are you? Who are you? And her torture started from that day. From that day. The man tortured her. So much that even God saw it. And the Bible says when the Lord saw that Leah was not laughed. She tried to give Jacob children for him to love her. He didn't. She gave her the first son, the second son, the third son, the fourth son. He's not loving her. When she had, I think, her fourth or her fifth son, she said, you know what, I've tried to cause this man to love me. He refused. Now I'm going to choose God. She called her son Judah meaning praise the Lord. When she had Reuben, she says, maybe this time my husband will love me. When she had Simeon, she says, maybe this time my husband will. And every time he will not love her. When she had Judah, she said, this time I'm done trying to cause this man to love me. Let me focus on God. And she called him Judah. And that is where Jesus came from. That is where David came from. All the kings came from Judah. All of them. All of them. I would like you to know God sees that you are not loved. God sees that you are not accepted in some places. God sees that people are insulting the body he gave you. He sees it. And God wants to heal you this morning. Praise the Lord. I have just one verse to help you. As we want to heal the broken heart, the broken spirit. Pastor, these things you are talking about, I I tell you, this is what I'm going through. This is why I can't face challenges. This is why I can't do much. 
God wants to heal you. Your heart can heal. You can break out of this thing. Hmm? This is what I discovered when I saw this in the scripture. so blessed. It's a scripture I've read so many times. But it hit me so hard. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 Before I formed you I knew you. Let me give you the revelation. Before I came earlier than all these guys. The bullying is too late. The rejection is too late. Before, before, before you were bullied, before you were insulted, before you were rejected, before you were abused, before all these things started happening. If I had come after, you could have said, Lord, you are late. But before, 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 before. Even Satan has to wait for you to be born, to be called a child, before he can attempt to train you. Call your manda. God says, before you were born. Before you were born. Before anybody knew you, before anybody could insult you, before anybody saw something to laugh about you, I knew you. I was earlier than all of them. I beat all of them. He says, I knew you. Number one, he says, I formed you. You are not an accident. You were not formed. You have a creator. He says, I formed you. Forming means I gave you the shape you have. And I discovered my skin is what he wanted me to have. My height is what he wanted me to have. That's, he formed me. I was not formed. He formed me. The greatest being in the whole universe formed me. He gave me my shape. He says, I formed you in the womb. Not in the baby court. All this formation you are getting, they are coming from a classroom. Your formation are coming from a house. The master former started in the womb. When including your father and your mother, nobody knew you existed. He was already forming. 
He says, before you were born. Because anything you are fighting today starts from the moment you leave the womb. That's why God is cleverer than that. He goes before you come out. He set all his things in order. He says, before you were born, I sanctified you. And I ordained you. So I already decided what you're going to be. I've already established what you're going to achieve. Long before your first hardship, I have already set in motion, this is who you're going to be. Then I said, Lord, wait a minute. It means nobody in that classroom has the right to tell me who I'm going to be. Because the one who created me, before he released me, he already decided what I'm going to be. My God. He designed me. He built me. He shaped me. Before the first problem ever came. And he said, my child, that's the journey. This is where you're going to go. So I want to say that little bullying is too late. Because as it is coming, my course is already determined. That rejection, the only power it has is because you don't know who created you. Or you didn't know until this morning who created you. You are letting created beings have more power than the creator over your life. Created beings. Created beings that are breathing because he asked them to breathe. And you are giving them such power over your destiny. They are saying you are ugly and you are believing them. When he tells you you are fearfully and wonderfully made because I'm the one who made you. I'm the one who made you. I'm the one who made you. Who are you going to believe today? Are you going to believe the creation or the creator? Because he's telling you, look, you didn't just come out. Number one, I knew you. When nobody knew you. So I stand a better chance to tell you everything about you. The person who knew me before anybody knew me, I believe that person, he has the right to tell me about me. Most of the people that know you know you from the moment you came out of the womb. And some only knew you one a year ago. They only knew you a year ago. But you have given them the power of your whole destiny. Somebody who only knew you a year ago. Now he's so powerful, what he says is what goes with your life. The one who knew you when nobody knew you existed. He's saying to you, I formed you. You were not just formed. I formed you. Now, don't confuse your body. Many of us, your body is the result of a broken spirit because of eating disorders, because of depression, because of everything you are doing now. But as this healing power is coming, you're going to take the right body that God gave you. I knew you. 
Oh, brothers and sisters, if you could understand the revelation. And I know the God, the Lord of heaven is going to give you understanding. To realize, if I'm walking on a journey, and somebody already told me, at the end of this journey, there's gold. And he showed me the picture. This is, I'm from there. I'm telling you, there's gold at the end. Now, along the way, as I'm walking towards the journey, somebody just came out of nowhere. I said, where are you going? So said, no, I'm going there. He said, well, no, there's gold. I said, no, 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 there's no gold there. For me to believe that person is to reproduce Adam and Eve. Do you understand? And you already know what happened to Adam and Eve for believing somebody who was not there at the beginning. The person that was there at the beginning said to you, if you eat of this tree, you will die. He can tell you more than anybody else what is going to happen with your life. He has the life itself. And then another person comes from nowhere. And then he says to you, no, 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 you will never die. And then you become a demon if, and you believe them, and you eat the fruit. This is what is happening with a lot of you. God is saying you are fearfully, you are wonderfully made. I have called you. I have set you apart for a great destiny. I have something great I want you to achieve. But there you are, believing a Tom and Jerry that came along the way. And this guy is saying, you are ugly. No, I love your friend more than you. And there you are, you can't sleep. You are browsing your friend's WhatsApp. You are browsing her Facebook every day. And you are asking yourself, what is it about this girl that made this guy to leave me for this girl? No, rather say to yourself, you know what? There must be something in me that is so great that this guy cannot qualify to be in my life. You are receiving healing this morning from a broken spirit. A broken spirit. All these lies, the father of lies, every day he comes and lies. And he has found a good market. You believe him. A lot of you don't read the word of God. No wonder his lies sell so much. How do I heal from a broken spirit? The Bible says in Luke 4.18 The spirit of everybody Stand up Wherever you are in your house Please just stand up And raise your hands to the Lord I want to read this over you The Bible says The spirit of the Lord Is upon me Because he has anointed me To preach the gospel to the poor He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Kabaya. A broken heart is a broken spirit. And the Bible is saying the anointing is the anointing that heals. The anointing of the Holy Spirit. Now right where you are in that place, I want you to trust God for the anointing that, that came with this word this morning. Believe the Bible says they cry out to him. He sent his word and he healed them from their destruction. Believe this morning that there's an anointing in this word that can heal a broken heart, that can heal a broken spirit. Your lack of boldness is connected to a broken spirit. But I want you to cry to the God of heaven this morning and say, Lord, I want to be healed. 
I'm tired of carrying this burden. Can you open your mouth and begin to pray? Right where you are. Lord, I need healing. I don't want to continue carrying this burden in my spirit. Oh, you can talk to God today. Open your mouth and call on the God of heaven. Right where you are. Jesus, heal me from these wounds. Heal me from these wounds. I have carried them all my life. I have learned to live with these wounds. People laugh at me. People mock me as if I created myself. Oh, you can be healed this morning. Oh, you can be healed this morning. There's power in the name of Jesus to heal you this morning. I want you to believe there's a God who loves you. There's a God who called you. Mandele, Mandele, Mandele. Shabele makole mandene machale. Ente presente kepele manda. Akapazute prekente pele manda. Ente zepre kele mando lave. Presheke pele mando lamenda. Oh, heal me, Jesus. Oh, heal me, Jesus. Oh, heal me, Jesus. Kapayandele masokole manda. Lege zepre kere palamonde. Heal me, Jesus. Heal me, Jesus. Come and open yourself to him this morning. Don't hold back, please. This is the time for your healing. Let the healing power of God reach out to you right now. A lot of you are carrying burdens beyond your capacity. Deliver me from these burdens I'm carrying around. Oh, I cry out to you, God of heaven. I cry out to you, God of heaven. Look to me in your mercy, Jesus. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, I want to be bold as a lion. Heal me from this broken spirit, Jesus. Healing rain is 
I feel an anointing in this place right now. The power of God is moving in this place right now. Yokes are broken. Yokes are breaking. By the power of the Holy Ghost. By the power of the Holy Ghost. Somebody is going to leave this place. They leave it. They leave it. They leave it. They leave it. Heal me from a broken spirit, Lord. Heal me from a broken spirit, Lord. Heal me from a broken spirit, Lord. Cry out to God. Cry out to God. You cannot continue like this. You cannot continue like this. Kabaya baya. Entelema sebele baya. Aprendele bazikele baya. Aprendele mesebele gaya. Cantolo mandele baya. Entemezekele baya. Aprendezepele baya. Anteprezekele baya. Entezuzopele mande. Ah. Ah. Spirit of the living God. Spirit of the living God. Manifest yourself. Manifest yourself. Deliver your people. Shagele mandala balagalaba. Oh. 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 Healing rain is falling down. Touching my heart and my soul. Healing me from this badness. Carried this yoke for many years. The time has come for my deliverance. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Conta mayande levrande chapre levrande isibele gadovra chavele ente suze precando le mande chalevele. Lift your hands, everybody, wherever you are watching from. This is a life service that has the capacity to bring life back into your world. Oh, Yamandenave, Yamandenave, Yamandenave. This morning I want us to bring a judgment on these wounds. I want us to bring a judgment on these yokes that we have carried all these years. And that judgment is decreed by only one name, the name of Jesus. I'm going to count up to three. When I reach three, I want you to cry that name with all your heart. As you know, that is your only chance. Call on that name with everything within you. In that house, don't be ashamed. Call on that name from the bottom of your heart. As if you're saying, Jesus, I'm here.
do something. Do something for me. As if you are saying, Jesus, if you don't heal me, nobody can heal me. I want to cry to him. Lift your hands, everybody. One, two, three, cry it. Begin to pray and dance. Begin to pray. Begin to pray in the spirit. Let Galama Sokalamanda. Let Galama Sokapalamanda. Oh, Shapa Kalamanda. Oh, Shaka Pakalamanda. Hallelujah, Jesus. Kabayanda lama sepre kanto kafada Oh, you know, I feel for somebody watching me right now. I feel what you feel. I know you've had one of the most horrifying dives so far because of the way people abused you the way people insulted you it kept breaking your spirit you are just falling apart inside but that name you've just called he says before I formed you I knew you if I formed you I can fix you again. If I made you, I can make you again. You can never ask a Mercedes car manufacturer, how did you do it? He knows exactly how he did it. If you believe that God formed your heart, then it tells me whoever breaks your heart, God can rebuild your heart. Father, I pray for every heart that was broken. Every heart that is broken. Every spirit that has been broken. He says he sent his word and healed them. And delivered them from their distractions. Father, right now, everybody that is watching, wherever you are watching from, listen, there's enough anointing here to heal, to restore. I want you to trust God actually not just for healing, but restoration of things that were broken, things that were lost in the process of you trying to please everybody, in the process of you trying to be everybody. You never accepted who God made you to be. Listen to me. You are not a mistake. You are not an accident. I know you've heard it before, but now I'm talking to you. You are not an accident. There's a God who knows you. He knows your name. He knows exactly how you look, and he's okay with it. I pray that he will touch you right now. That he will heal your soul. He will restore your spirit. Thank you, Jesus. This morning you are watching. And you are not born again. I've just shared with you. Jesus is the healer. Maybe you are carrying a broken heart. People hurt you. People raped you. People abused you. The things that happen to you, you can't even say to anybody. Listen to me. Jesus can heal you. Right now. Right now. I want you to trust Jesus for your healing right now. This is a healing service. We are receiving healing from a broken spirit. 
and the greatest healing your spirit needs is salvation. What shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Right now you are watching. You're not born again. Listen to me. I want to give you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. You are saying, Pastor, I want to be born again. I want my sins forgiven. I want a fresh start. Come on. I want to pray for you. Right now, wherever you are watching from, at the count of three, I'm going to ask you to raise your right hand and pastor will pray for you. One, two, three. Don't be ashamed. Raise your right hand up. God bless you. I see those hands. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. You can take your hands down. Now, you are already born again, but this word has just reminded you that, look, I think, actually, I've just been carrying a broken spirit around. I'm not okay. I'm not okay. I pretend to be okay, but I'm not okay. This is why. I'm not okay. And I don't, I've never understood why I'm not, I'm not able to relate with people. It's because something is broken in me. Right now, you are saying, Jesus, I want to come back. I want you to dedicate my life to you. I want you to heal me. Can we do that? At the count of three, you are saying, Jesus, I need you back in my life now. You raise your right hand, Pastor, I will pray for you. One, two, three. Raise your right hand. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I need Jesus back in my life. I'm not okay. And it's okay to not be okay, just as long as you realize you're not and that you need help. Jesus says, I came for those who are not well. It is the people that are sick that need a physician. And Jesus is still the greatest physician. Let's pray together from the bottom of our hearts. Say, dear Lord Jesus, thank you for speaking to me this morning. I believe you spoke to me, not to us, to me. I received the word. I realize you love me. That's why you speak to me. Right now, I open my heart. Please, Jesus, come into my heart. I confess I'm a sinner. I need your help. I have a broken spirit. I need your healing. Right now, Lord Jesus, please touch my heart. Touch my soul. Heal my spirit through the Holy Spirit. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. I surrender all to you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus, for receiving me. Thank you, Jesus, for healing me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. I believe from today I'm a new creation. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm a new creation. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm accepted. I'm loved. Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. May God bless you. Please drop us a comment in the comment section to tell us how this message has helped you. Remember also to subscribe to receive notifications on our latest sermons. 
You can also watch Pastor Pascal live every Sunday morning from 10 a.m. on our church Facebook page, Alive Bible Church HQ. Or you can worship with us live in one of our branches in Sun City, Macharora, Pazima, Mohwase, Lidach, Rustenburg, and beyond. Have a blessed day. And remember, we are alive to give life. Whether you